here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. You know, we uh, we had some feedback from our last show. Okay. Episode 94. More than one person told me or spoke to others and said that I was a little rude to you. Cutting you off, not letting you get picks in, forgetting your your existence, really. Jeff Hawkins. I'm being trolled. Hold right on, Jeff, Jeff, wait. <laughs> wait, I have breaking news coming into the news desk here. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Daniel, have you ever seen a ghost? Uh. Two of my favorite people were born on this day. A well-adjusted person is one who makes the same mistake twice without getting nervous. Alexander Hamilton. Popularity has everything to do with business and nothing to do with music. Donald Fagan. Today on Shake Them Ropes, a new U.S. champ, a new UK champ, soon to be a new universal champ, to the WWE's war on American football as The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and the scrappy-doo of the WWE, Stephanie McMahon, battle the college football championship, targeting a big match for Braun. The UK tournament battles the NFL playoffs. Was SmackDown Baron Corbin's big break from scout team? And the Dolph Ziggler heel push appears to be a false start. And perhaps American Alpha aren't ready for primetime. That and our top 100 match from WrestleMania 7, Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior. I'm Jeff Hawkins, holding the clipboard, running the first string offense as always, your host, Rob McCarron. Hi, everybody. Oh, hi, Rob. Uh, When I say a scrappy, do you know what I'm referencing? Or a scrappy do? Uh, yeah, you're referencing like a a smaller guy, a little bit uh, a little bit thinner. You know, someone who who isn't going to overpower you, but they got to find different ways to win. No, no, I, I am not, oh. Rob. I am referencing, I am referencing an otherwise annoying character who drags down the rest of the show with that person's presence, even if you like the the product generally. Um, examples of scrappies could be new characters put in there, such as, say, Olivia on the Cosby show when all the other kids were getting older. Um, It could be someone who just has a poorly written subplot that you're just tired of watching or who drags down the the show's actions, like Kim Bauer from 24 would be an example of a scrappy-do to me. Uh, Steffi McMahon is possibly the worst character on television. I know you like her. Hashtag bouncy Steph. Hashtag... Rob won't get rid of the Dana Brooke open that's getting me heat occasionally. But still, I just, ah, oh, that raw. But anywho, um, go ahead. Go ahead on what? You're the one who asked me a question. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I did, and I, then I answered it because I didn't know what start. it was. 
wonderful start anyway uh we're not discussing any of the topics jeff said on the uh okay good (laughs) we uh if we discuss anything from raw or smackdown it will be a either a miracle or you could also call it a uh, a disaster because we're not going to talk about anything from those two shows anything oh we aren't Okay. Uh, we got our top 100 match, which is Macho King Randy Savage versus Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 7. Excited about that one, as I just literally watched it just uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have uh, we have the Wheel of Topics, as presented by our Twitter audience. You can uh, follow the show at Shake Them Ropes, follow Jeff at Crap Game 13. And Jeff, I finally did it. I deleted the second Twitter account. Oh, did you? It is gone. You cannot find it now. It is deactivated. The only one is now at Shake Them Ropes. Took a lot. I cried a little bit, but it is uh, it is done. Uh, it is good to go now on the Shake Them Ropes feed. And of course, uh, this episode is sponsored by Mac Weldon. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. And we know because we've tried it. Uh, some less than others. Joe Lanza of the uh, Voices of Wrestling podcast has tried it the most of any of us with his nice little hoodie that he still wears uh, because the fabric and materials are quite long lasting. Not all underwear guys is created equal. Mac Weldon's men's basics look, feel, and perform great. Whether it's working out, going to work, attending your local indie, or just everyday life, you got to try Mac Weldon at MacWeldon.com. Treat yourself, guys. Be a king for once. Be a macho king while you're at it and try the best underwear, socks, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. Even better, try them risk-free. That's right. Try the silver underwear line with naturally antimicrobial, anti, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Antimicrobial fabric right now. And if you don't like it, you can get your money back without the hassle of returning the pair. That's right. Keep them and still get your money back. That's right. It's so easy. It's just easy. Uh, they just want you to try and give them a chance. Uh, MacWeldon.com, new brand out there. They just want you to give them a chance. So right now they're giving you the risk-free trial. And by listening to Shake Them Ropes, shopping at MacWeldon.com can save you money. You get 20% off right now with promo code STR. So if you shop at micro at uh, MacWeldon.com, use promo code STR, and you get 20% off your first order. Just visit the website. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Shop on their easy-to-use website. Enter promo code STR at checkout and save 20%. That is a new promo code uh, for 2017, so be sure to use the new promo code STR. That means if you shopped with them before, try it again. Uh, Go use the promo code STR at MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon.com, promo code STR, and then try it. Let us know what you think, at Shake Them Ropes in the Twitter feed. Uh, But that is the sponsor for today's episode. We thank Mac Weldon for sponsoring today's episode. A lot to get to, uh, but Jeff, before we get to our top 100 match, the people have spoken. They they want to hear us discuss certain things, and I, I put them all together on the old wheel of topics that we will spin, and we'll f- figure out what uh, what gets onto the show today. You can uh, interact with the show at Shake Them Ropes. The topics right now, Jeff, that I compiled uh, that were all given to us by the listeners. Uh, are you ready to hear what the topics are? Oh, I'm just dying. I'm you kidding. are dying. <laughs> yes, he may no, actually please. be dying. Okay, uh, could be. We have Kenny Omega, Kyle O'Reilly, race and gender discrimination in wrestling, New Japan touring the U.S., Okay. how Donald Trump's presidency might affect WrestleMania, the U.K. tournament on WWE Network, Chris Hero returns, the Drifter main eventing WrestleMania. Oh, get the hell out of here. (laughs) And our final topic. 
Tino Sabatelli main eventing oh, WrestleMania. These are the nine topics on the old wheel of topics. We will give it a spin. We will give it a spin right now. And Jeff, let me know what it lands on. Oh, there's no wheel. Um, <laughs> it's spinning, oh, it's spinning. This is it's only if Rob spinning. remembers the uh, sound effect later on in post. It's spinning, yeah. it's spinning. We are, we are coming up to the end. Jeff, what do we got? I can't remember all nine offhand. Thanks a lot. Uh, nothing really dragged me down. Uh, right, let me let me look over your shoulder. Oh, Kenny Omega. Please. Kenny Omega okay, good. is our all first right. topic. Uh, sure. Those of you who don't know, Kenny Omega, <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling Superstar, has posted that he is taking a break from wrestling, or at least New Japan, and a lot of conflicting rumors out there about when his contract may actually be up, and is he going to be like an AJ Styles-type surprise at the Royal Rumble uh, at the end of this month? Uh, Jeff, we uh, you watched Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I am watching this particular match on Access TV on Friday because I'm waiting for the full screen HD with JR and to see how that goes. Uh, so we know, you know, Kenny Omega went out for the IWGP Championship. He lost it uh, to Kazuchi Okada. Is Kenny Omega coming to WWE? And what should we expect? Uh, or should we expect anyone from New Japan coming in? I don't think Kenny Omega is coming to WWE, at least not yet. Um, I think the John Cena Instagram post is what really got people speaking. And I think basically if there's someone with buzz, John Cena wants to wrestle who people think is the best. And I think that's why John Cena posted that or just out of respect for Kenny Omega's match here. Cause the match was very, very good. I don't particularly expect Kenny Omega to come in. Certainly not by the rumble. Uh, if he does, I think people are going to have very high expectations. I am going to temper those because that's what I do. That's my move. Um, I tend to think Vince McMahon would fall in love with the guy who thought that his forearm was a chainsaw. That kind of goes to his predilections of what he finds entertaining. Um, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe Kenny Omega may have some visa issues with coming into the U S now, WWE could get him a work permit. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, if, there's, if there's one company that is going to get around any issues yeah, that he had, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be them. But, no, I uh, under yeah. I understand that, but I think he's a big part of this. I think he's a big part of this New Japan coming to oh, America yeah. deal. So yeah, I don't think he's going. Let's just build the uh, the New Japan touring the U.S. topic. Uh, if we mm-hmm. spin and, and land on that later, we'll just uh, skip it because we'll discuss it now. It kind of ties into this, but yeah, Kenny Omega is going to be a big part of them coming in the uh, beginning of July for their Los Angeles string of shows, uh, Kenny Omega is going to be their American superhero. Basically. He's um, Canadian. A lot of this, I th- well, yeah. North America is America, sir. Okay. I know he's Canadian, um, but he's going to be their American superhero. And <laughs> so here's the thing. So Kenny Omega is playing it up. John Cena, obviously playing it up even more. This is what John Cena did with uh, AJ Styles last year, you know, post on Instagram, some different teaser, uh, pictures make it seem like, hey, uh, John Cena, WWE is teasing something with Kenny Omega. Um, two prevailing, there's a lot of news out there that Kenny Omega's contract ends on the 31st. Uh, you know what? What we've been told, and what the guys at Voices of Wrestling have been told, and what Dave Meltzer originally reported before changing it, because he is very easily worked by the Young Bucks, uh, <laughs> that his contract doesn't end until next year. That it ends at the end of January next year. Now, part of it, it, it's, do I believe that 100%? I don't know. It's tough because if he would have signed a multi-year contract, he would have signed it around Wrestle Kingdom last year. 
when yes, he had some big plans for him, but he was still a junior at Wrestle Kingdom last year. And was he really going to be a guy they were going to sign for two years? But then at the same time, they signed Rocky Romero for two years. So who the hell knows what's going on? Uh, I, I don't think he's going anywhere from New Japan. I know he's missing the February shows, but I think this guy's a major player. Uh, they didn't need him for the February shows with the return of uh, Suzuki. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going to WWE. I don't think there's going to be a major New Japan surprise at the Royal Rumble this year. I don't even know what the surprise is going to be. Could it be just the fact that they have so many big names? Maybe it's not any one particular surprise. It's just the fact that they have Undertaker, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, uh, all in that match, maybe even Triple H coming back to wrestle in the Royal Rumble match. Who knows? Um, I don't even know if you need one huge surprise like an AJ Styles. So I don't think I don't, I don't think you want that kind of surprise, given the way that they're building this this Rumble to really be kind of a possibly even a breakout in some ways for Braun. Yeah, which they tried last year in some ways with a couple of set pieces. But I think this year, him as a single star, I think they're going to want to focus on him and not want to draw focus with some quote-unquote unknown guy stealing all the focus i I don't um so you don't hold it i mean well i don't know this let me ask do you hold anything to kenny omega's statements that he doesn't want to go to wwe or do you think that's just kind of playing to a public persona well no i i believe he doesn't want if he can be a legend and he said this in interviews if he can be the legend that never went to wwe he would much love that like i think this guy wants to be sting you know, with until Sting went to WWE, that's what Sting was. I think he wants to be the best guy ever to never go to WWE. Um, I think he has too much fun. He, he's kind of like a Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi did the WWE thing, but he was never going to sign with them. And Kenny Omega, if he goes to NXT for a couple of shows, he could be that guy, but he's not going to work Royal Rumble and be on the main roster. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, so, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see him. I mean, I see him. I think he's a good wrestler. I just, I don't know if he's going to well, ever hit uh, that yeah. serious, serious, uh, serious enough where, I mean, okay, well, here's his the persona next part. is such. Yeah. And, and here's the next part of that that kind of plays into what you were just bringing up here. AJ Styles was a guy who was worried that people might not recognize him or know who he was when he went to the Royal Rumble because he had been on top right. of TNA, but how big is really TNA by itself, right? Um, He Mm -hmm. had been a huge star in New Japan for the last couple of years, but how big is New Japan in the U.S.? Now, New Japan has never been bigger in the U.S. than it is right now. But is Kenny Omega a guy who has never been on American TV, even at a TNA level, and is just riding off of like one and a half years of success in New Japan? Would the people know who Kenny Omega was in San Antonio, Texas? That crowd might. I, I just, I, you know... For that kind of thing, I, I think that crowd might. Don't get me wrong. I think I think that crowd's smarter than the average crowd. Um, there, but it it would take a little bit of time to spread around the arena for those who don't know who he was. Uh, I I just I just think he'd come in as a comedy wrestler instead of this this badass, which he's still really trying to solidify himself as a quote-unquote serious wrestler he's a great wrestler but do people take him all that seriously with with his gesticulations and his facials and his actions and his want to entertain i i you know it's it's that slippery slope of you know if vince ever finds out rich swan plays piano or guitar type of thing where you go oh god if he finds out about the the chainsaw spot we're all screwed because he's gonna be doing that every week 
Um, and of course, we're all speculating here because, yeah. I mean, for all we know, you know, Kenny Omega, it's not like he's conquered New Japan, right? He's been the junior champion, but he has not been the IWGP champion. He's yeah. he's still on the ascent. He yeah. is still on the ascent in New Japan. He has not completed everything he can do in New Japan. So I think this is the wrong time for him to jump, if you want to be perfectly honest. I just don't see him being a big superstar on the main event roster. But at the same time, yeah, I, I gave AJ Styles more of a chance. And this isn't because they don't have the talent. Because Kenny Omega is a super talent. Might be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um but I, you know, you especially right now, you come in right now when the Undertaker is back and Brock is back and Goldberg's back, yeah. And you still have you have right now. We've been talking for the last couple of weeks about how Kevin Owens and AJ Styles might not even have singles singles matches on WrestleMania because it's just getting really crowded. You think mm -hmm. Kenny Omega is going to come in and have an important singles match at WrestleMania? He's going to be a pop for Royal Rumble, and I'm not even sure if he's going to get a pop at the Royal Rumble. I don't even know if the San Antonio crowd is going to really even know who Kenny Omega is. No, and. You know, if you want to do, knock on him. No, if you want to do historical hindsight booking, if if that wrestling retribution project had come out, Kenny Omega would be a much bigger star right now. But it didn't, so we have to go with what we have. Yeah, so would a lot of people, I would imagine, actually be a lot bigger stars than they are. Um. All right, so Kenny Omega is off the uh, wheel. We kind of talked about New. J oh, let's finish the New Japan turn in the year as the U.S. because if people don't realize that. Um, July, what, 1st and 2nd, I believe, in Los mm -hmm. Angeles, New Japan is coming for two G1 preview shows, uh, probably going to have a couple of singles matches or at least most of the talent who's going to be in the G1 uh, for some four- and five-man, uh, five-way tags. Uh, what do you make of uh, New Japan coming to the U.S. and what is undoubtedly their goal to really plant their feet in the U.S. with no help from like a Ring of Honor or other promotion? They're coming in here and trying to make the United States a uh, strong secondary market for them. It's a bold move. Um, I think Long Beach is a view to set that up. Uh, I'll go, probably. Um, I, I, it, it'll be interesting. It, it's, it's always an interesting test to see if wrestling fans are wrestling fans or if they're WWE fans. It really is, especially the crossover, because you can talk about New Japan to your friends who watch WWE, but if they're only watching WWE and that's the only style they know, it may be a style shock to a lot of people. Some people just watch that and go, I don't get the moves. They just keep doing a lot of moves. Where's the, you know, where's the characters and things of that nature? I mean, it, it, it's a very, I mean, look, we love it because we're wrestling fans and we were always hardcore wrestling fans. But there are fans out there who like the WWE. So I, I think it's a bold move. I think Los Angeles is a good barometer, not not necessarily the strongest, I think, uh, to, to pick, but it's it's strong. Um, you know, you could you could always pick another place where indie wrestling is hotter, I guess, but you know, Los Angeles is still a hot market. You you have a Japanese market there in Los Angeles as well, which helps. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think it's a I think it's a bold move. I think it's a strong move, and I think they'll be moderately successful, to be honest with you. People are gonna travel, I think, for that show. What do you think? I I don't know if they'll travel long distances, maybe just because it's the first like true uh, New Japan shows uh, yeah, in let a me long time. Let me posit something to, to you about this because of the proximity and because of 
just the situation. Did New Japan uh, running in the ROH Vegas shows, would that hurt? Does that hurt the specialness of New Japan running a show in Long Beach? I honestly think people are getting ready for New Japan by themselves and not with the stink of Ring of Honor. Because I, I, you know, Ring of Honor fans are quite annoyed with, uh, you know, how one-sided sometimes the matches are. They make them more un, or more predictable when you're wrestling ROH guy versus New Japan guy in singles matches because it always seemed like the New Japan guys had the win. Uh, so if you're going to wrestle New Japan versus New Japan, I think you have to have something important on there. And most likely it'll be like a never championship match. It won't be like anything singles wise important, but you put a never championship match on there. You put a never six man championship match on the other night. And that gives a a little something special to the shows. And the rest of the card can be, you know, eight and 10 man tags. But uh, I don't, I don't think the ROH connection hurts them. I think if they keep doing the ROH shows while trying to run, New Japan programs by themselves in the States, that would hurt them. That overexposes it a bit. I think they're ready to just kind of cut Ring of Honor loose. Really? I mean, the the partnership's going to be ending soon because they're coming to the US and if they're trying to compete even on a little scale with WWE, and what is what do you think that means for Ring of Honor? You know, they're bypassing Ring of Honor. They can take Ring of Honor's place on the West Coast. They can run them. If they ran a lot of the buildings Ring of Honor ran, as new Japan solo shows and maybe had the ring of honor guys like Michael Elgin, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, although Kyle O'Reilly looks like he may be out the door. We'll see if we get him on our wheel of topics. Uh, Young bucks. You have the young bucks on the new Japan shows and off the ring of honor shows. You never know. I mean, these, they could outrun ring of honor and in ring of honor's own locations. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, the junior tag match that they'll probably have with the young bucks will be fine. Uh, if they run too many of these 10 man tags and don't give you at least one really spectacular singles match, I think, I think they may, uh, they, they're not going to lose that crowd. Cause that crowd is going to be hardcore new Japan people, but at the same time, it's going to come off as, ah, they were there to just do a show. Let's uh, we had a, a question here that is in quotes. So I'm sure it's a mocking question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I don't care. Andy on the Twitter feed at shake them ropes again, guys uh, asks, has Shawn Michaels ever been funny? Yes. <laughs> which day? I mean, and which hour of raw was it? Oh, that time he super kicked the chef when, when Hunter, when Hunter was trying to, uh, trying to bring him back. He was working at the cafeteria and he just I, super kicked the, Sean Michaels has one of the best punchlines in pro wrestling, and that is the super kick. Yes. Because the super kick is what makes a lot of the stuff he does funny. Uh, otherwise, no, especially new era Sean Michaels after he found God, he was not funny. He plays to the back of the room, which gets annoying. Um, there's no subtlety in his reactions whatsoever. But yes, if he super kicks someone as a punchline, it's usually funny. There was also one with, I think, uh, Santino Morella where he was playing like a secret agent or something. I forgot what that one was, but he ended up super kicking him then. And that was pretty cool. I I mean, you know, he has his moments, but I understand how people, you know, his comedy is a law of diminishing returns, like little people's court. And and just when they're, when they're out there just killing time and amusing themselves, it becomes little people's court was the uh, courtroom under the ring, right? Where they had to travel under the ring and found this, like it was a whole new world. This is what we're going to do. 
this is what we do when we run out of the top 100 matches, Jeff, is we just revisit segments like that. And we'll, we'll review the segments, the 100 worst segments on WWE TV history. Worst? And we'll we'll create the list. We'll don't, create the don't. list. No, no, I don't want to watch bad things. I want to watch things that get me excited. The 100 most hilariously bad sent. Like, I'm talking Katie Vick up in here. I'm talking the embalming of Steve Austin up in here. White Castle of feel, Fear? Sure. On WCW? Oh, geez. I yeah. hate you. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Every Kane match. That sounds like a passion project for you. Does it? Does it sound like a passion project? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, give the. Uh, I'm going to give the wheel another spin here. We we please talked do because you have the topics. You have the topics in front of you. <laughs> no, they're on, they're on the wheel that you're spinning. Uh, we we got Kenny Omega out of the way. We got New Japan touring the U.S. out of the way. So we have Kyle O'Reilly left. We have race and gender discrimination in wrestling. We have how Donald Trump's presidency might affect WWE. We have the UK tournament coming up this weekend. We have Chris Hero returns, and we have the Drifter and Tino Sabatelli main eventing WrestleMania. Those are the topics. We'll see what it lands on. I'm giving the wheel a spin here. It is spinning. I really want race and gender discrimination. Come on, race and gender discrimination. And then the wheel has stopped. Jeff, what do we got? Oh, the UK tournament. UK tournament. UK tournament on WWE Network is coming up this Saturday and Sunday, starting at three Eastern. Everybody, eight govern. Uh, what is it? Greenwich Mean Time uh, for all mm-hmm. you fancy pants out there. Uh, but three Eastern here in the United States. Uh, there was a nice article, a nice preview up at Voices of Wrestling by Oliver Court, uh, talking about all of the UK Championship tournament participants. We had some late arrivals recently. We had uh, Martin Stone, uh, who is a Florida, Georgia, U.S. indie wrestler who apparently might be moving back to the U.K. if he hasn't already uh, to really take over that scene. He's been wrestling on NXT a lot uh, with the name Danny Birch. Uh, We got uh, Mark Andrews fresh off of TNA. Uh, Mark Andrews is a late arrival to the tournament, uh, as well as some other uh, big U.K. indie scene names. Martin Stone, I I reached out to someone, uh, you know, friend of the show, that uh, I wanted to know what was going on with Danny Birch because you and I kind of talked about Martin Stone here before the show started. Uh, Martin Stone, a guy who has been with WWE before, has wrestled on NXT tapings a lot. Uh, I believed he you, he lived in the U.S. and I thought he still was, but maybe he's moving back to the U.K. I just thought it was odd that they would be if he's still living in the U.S. that they would have brought him to the U.K. for this U.K. UK tournament show if he was only going to wrestle one or two times. And especially only one time, although he is wrestling in the first round against a performer that you think might win. Yeah, because he made a big deal on the preview on the network of Jordan Devlin, who was uh, trained by Finn Balor. So, And he was really the one guy they really focused on quite a bit. I tend to think, I mean, it depends on what you think of how they handled 205 Live, to be honest with you, because do they think that they you put the championship on a fresh young baby face who you hope has that charisma to carry a brand? Or do you put on a guy with maybe a little bit more veteran presence as a heel that that guy can then chase to help build the territory? And and I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of going back and forth because I think... And it also depends on quite Uh-oh. photo who of these guys they've signed. But I mean, I think, yeah. look, I think your final four here, just looking at the brackets, I, I really think it's probably going to be Devlin and Trent Seven, 
on the top half and then probably Pete Dunn and Mark Andrews on the bottom half. And then I'm thinking Jordan Devlin and Pete Dunn in the finals. Yeah, there are. Uh, Pete Dunn's uh, great. I like Pete Dunn a lot. I think his bruiserweight gimmick is pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are kind of unknowns, which gives the WWE a chance to build in its own fashion without necessarily ticking off. Um, you know, people who are, you know, people may look at guys as retreads or has beens or, you know, people that they stole from their favorite, you know. <laughs> progress or what have you but i i i think jordan devlin's the guy that they're looking at and going this guy's gonna be a star james drake is a guy i first saw this james drake on the uh there is a 17 minute uk tournament preview special up on the wwe network right now uh giving mm-hmm. a quick look at all the participants in the match uh james drake is a guy that reminded me of a long-haired seth green and that is not a good thing um <laughs> just that just an annoying face I don't know what it is. Just annoying face. Of course, you got Danny Birch in there as Martin Stone. Um, Wolfgang. I liked Wolfgang uh, enough to where I don't know if he's going to win. I don't know who's going to win this thing. I'm I'm going to watch. Not live, of course. Right. Uh, not I guess not of course. But you know, there's other things going on. I got work. I got football. Uh, but I'll watch it. I'll, this will be more of like a binge thing. I may even wait until next week and just kind of binge the whole tournament. Maybe skipping a few of the first round matches. Um, but this isn't the thing you have to watch live, but if you do have time on the weekend, it's a cool concept. You got two live events on WWE network happening this weekend, two of them. And it's not an NXT and a Royal rumble. You got that coming a couple of weeks later. This is pretty mm -hmm. good value for this network right now. This is the stuff that I want to see them doing more, whether it's showing on the house shows, whether you're going to do a two day women's tournament, you eventually do a Japanese tournament, which is coming. You know, it is, uh, maybe you eventually do a, a Mexico tournament. I don't know. Uh, even a best of North America, where you just have a bunch of indie stars from Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Uh, you can do more of these two-day tournaments. It's a cool, nice little thing. And, of course, you know Triple H said it in the opening press conference. It's a real thing. It's not a gimmick. They want to do a U.K. show, and they're going to use some of these stars to do a one-hour U.K. show, uh, whether it's every single week or whether it's just for a 10-week run. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, they're going to they're gonna keep some of these guys. I got to feel like my favorites right now are Trent Seven or Pete Dunn, and Pete Dunn's probably my favorite to win. But he might be a yeah, lot of I'm people's thinking, favorite. I'm thinking Pete Dunn wins, and then they just have Devlin Chase. I think I think one of the reasons that Martin Stone is in that first-round match against Devlin is because he's, he's kind of been there, and he can help Devlin go through the match. I, I think that's going to be – I mean, in terms of WWE style and, and – kind of playing that whole thing. I think I think that's the reason they matched those two up there. I think Dunn would be a great choice to carry this division. And remember, this really isn't for us in the in the States. It's really to try and help establish a territory in in the UK that hopefully people who are subscribed here in the States will then watch. And I think Nigel right. McGinnis will, will, will help help that crossover effect greatly depending on how he does on color commentary. I want to get into some polls. Uh, we we ran this poll last week. Uh, we talked about it on the show with NXT. But before we get that, you ran a poll today uh, at Crap Game 13. You ran a poll asking, which is worse, Elias Sampson on guitar or Percy Watson's commentary on NXT? And overwhelmingly, 75% of the people said Percy Watson's commentary on NXT. I ask you, Jeff, because it's abysmal. Is he? Corey Graves wasn't great when he first started. But Corey Graves is excellent now. 
is Percy Watson a guy who can come back from his slow start? Or is this what we're getting with Percy Watson? Is he beyond help? I think the way that he's probably being coached, he's beyond help. He, he's possibly the worst color commentator NXT has had. Uh, the only other person I can think of that was as bad was Renee Young when she was doing color. Renee was um, pretty bad at commentary. That that experiment didn't last very long, but she's in a much better role. I mean, she's yes. great on these panel hosting duties. She's great with the backstage interviews. Mm-hmm. She'll be great yeah. on camera in these. I mean, right now, I think Miz and Maurice versus Dean and Renee, if that's really the direction they want to go for like a WrestleMania, uh, Renee's going to be really good on the mic. She's just a natural, real personality, but she was not good on commentary. And that's okay to say, everybody. Some people are not good on commentary. It's good to play to your strengths occasionally, even though WWE doesn't do it a lot. Um, I I don't, you know, he might. I mean, look, you never say never that someone can't recover and can't all of a sudden become a great uh, commentator. But (laughs) I think you have to turn off his headset in order for that to happen, possibly. Uh, Because, you know, I'm he's coming off to me like he's a little bit, gun shy in terms of saying anything because he may get yelled at through the headset in terms of how he's being produced or at least criticized and he's not terribly sure of himself when he does speak so i i, I don't know i just think three men i mean look i think the three-man booths working for aries um cory and morrow quite well i think aries is doing great on the on the raw show um when he does his little pop-ins i I just, I just never saw Percy as that kind of. He he has a different kind of charisma than one that transfers in audio. I would agree with that. We uh we ran the poll last week. We talked about it. Uh, is NXT cold right now? And of course, we ran this on a Wednesday. They did the TV tapings the next, the uh, very next day. Uh, is NXT cold right now? We had seventy seven percent with six hundred votes. Uh, 77% said yes, that NXT is cold right now. The other 23% saying no. Uh, so the overwhelming opinion was that NXT was cold right now. But then the next night, uh, yes. and we're just going to get to this one here. Uh, Chris Hero came back uh, as Cassius Ono. You know, we uh, we talked about it weeks and weeks ago. We, we had it that Chris Hero was returning to WWE. Uh, then a couple of days later, Ryan sat and reported that he was going to be in NXT and likely using the name Cassius Ono. Uh, that came to be Cassius Ono is back. And in his uh, return, you know, he left, he left WWE and NXT kind of fledgling, you know, he would win matches here and there. He would lose, but he was never a big star or anything. Now he's coming back and looking like he's going to be right in the title picture, whether that's Bobby Roode or Shinsuke Nakamura. It certainly looks like he's headed for that NXT championship. Cassius Ono is back. Does that change all of a sudden nxt from being cold to maybe average or is it hot again it won't be hot until he becomes a major player on television i don't think i think we have to get getting the championship and that's not happening anytime soon i i think that nxt remains cold like i'm not super hyped and passionate about it I and mean, we'll you know that's what we'll do we'll look I at this the show uh, nxt card yeah, i ahead. liked the show tonight i thought i thought i thought nxt was pretty good tonight uh because they set up the four-way if it's going to happen or, or at least, you know, for the women's title, I thought they had a nice angle yeah. there and, and they had a pretty good DIY. Uh, they're, they're really, Nikki Cross is great in that, by the way. I mean, I, I want that to be yeah, one-on-one. She's, on awesome. one. she's I awesome. Don't, I don't I, want, I like the Australians. I just think, I, I think a one-on-one between Asuka and Nikki Cross would be far more compelling. For I, me. I want the one-on-one too. 
And there's a couple of one-on-ones I want with Asuka. The other being Ember Moon. I think that's going to be huge. And I think that's mm-hmm. your WrestleMania weekend match. But I want to see Nikki Cross go one-on-one too. I just, I'm glad it's a four-way. Because this yeah. way Nikki Cross doesn't have to lose to Asuka. Because I think Nikki Cross and Ember Moon are both like long-term challengers. Mm-hmm. And if you just get Nikki Cross out of the way and, and then do Ember Moon, well, then what do you got? You got Nikki Cross who's lost to Asuka. Maybe you do the redemption. But I, I like that they're not doing the singles match here. Although at the same time, it obviously hurts the card because a singles match with Nikki Cross and Asuka would be much better. Right. Billy Cross has eaten, eaten the pin. <laughs> Whatever happened, she's the one that's good. Billy Kay, yep. Billy Kay. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and they had a really good DIY revival match, but you'd expect that between those two teams. Um, here's my question. I don't know if I brought this up already to you. I know I've talked about it with other people. Uh, is this using the Cassius Ono name? Is this them just being stubborn? And saying, well, that's what he was on an actual NXT show that was on the network before he left. So we're going to just make him use that and that has some heft to it and we're going to make it work this time. Or, or, or is that just me kind of reading into things? Because I don't understand what kind of <laughs> – why would you not use Chris Hero? Why? That's where he built his name. The Cassius Ono name has no real – uh, to me, v- m- not necessarily marketability because you already put all the KO stuff on Kevin Owens. Well, I-, I don't understand this. We've seen. I, it I don't understand this. Yep, we've seen it with uh, with Damo. Damo's getting a new name, even though they've mentioned it on television the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, he's uh, Killian Dane or something like that. So he's getting a new name. Tommy End got a new name. Uh, and those were guys that their names weren't that well built up on the indie scene either. You know, obviously much more in the UK than it is than it was here. Um, Chris Hero's names was was kind of built up, but it's not like he was on TV anywhere. Roderick Strong had been on TV with TNA and been on TV with Ring of Honor. Chris Hero hadn't been on TV much lately since being Cassius Ono in NXT. And it, it, if they didn't have the Cassius Ono name already, I think he would have come in as Chris Hero. I don't think they would have changed the name, but because the Cassius Ono name had already been on NXT, you can already see there was merchandise out for it. You can already see matches of Cassius Ono on the network. They just bring him in and put him on the name. You know, Chris Hero is good enough to where the name's not going to matter. It's just not right. going to matter. So okay. I, I don't see that big of a deal in it. Bring him back in as the name that he had before. It's not that big of a deal. And I don't think that's going to hurt him in any way. If he comes in and, you know, he, I don't think anything really hurt him in his last run, but Cassius Ono working Shinsuke Nakamura, I mean, that's a WrestleMania main event as far as the NXT takeover for WrestleMania. That's a huge NXT match. Chris Hero versus Shinsuke Nakamura, no matter what. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm geeked for that. Oh yes. Give me that every day of the week. But you look at this. You look at this card, and you got Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode coming up in San Antonio. You got the uh, four-way with Asuka, Nikki Cross, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. Uh, DIY versus the authors of pain and Ty Dillinger versus Eric Young. That's your card right now. That's your card right now for this. And they had a, they had a Shinsuke promo tonight that really didn't, didn't do much to build up the rude thing. In my opinion, this is quite possibly the weakest NXT takeover card since NXT takeovers have begun. Could be the worst one. I mean, and we're talking the first main event was Bo Dallas and Neville, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're not talking about these great matches here on some of these takeovers. Uh, this might be the the weakest card. Good name value. You don't know what Samoa Joe is going to do. You don't know if anything. You don't know what Roderick Strong is going to do. We don't have any other tag teams on the show, but 
nothing was really built up. I don't believe at the tapings, you know, last week. So I, I, I mean, this might be, I, I'm pretty sure we're missing one match. Like there's one match that was supposed to happen, but I'm not seeing what that's going to be. Um, I don't think Cassius Ono is going to be in the card. I mean, Cassius Ono is not going to be coming until February. So even if I, I had all these people tweeting us, cause we put this poll out on Wednesday and then of course, Thursday, Chris hero comes back. And a lot of people were tweeting us the poll, like run a new poll. Uh, is NXT hot now? Of course it is. Chris hero is making NXT hot. He's not going to be appearing on TV until February. You so know what you're going to get away with from this? That. And if he's you know not what you're going to get with hold this, on, hold on. If he's not wrestling until WrestleMania weekend, April 1st, I mean, we're talking about three months away. Is NXT hot right now just because Chris Hero might be wrestling in three months? No. No. And what you're going to get here is you're going to get a solid but not water cooler talk show, I think. You know, when, when, when in previous, in almost every other previous incarnation, NXT has had a match that has overshadowed the main card. You're not going to get that. Oh, That's no. what you're not. You're, it's going to be solid. And people are going to be disappointed because there's nothing exemplary. That's you know, we, that's what's going to happen. We had uh, Dave Meltzer came out on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter this week and talked about how Shane Thorne, who is the absolute better half of TM61, Shane Thorne is hurt and he's going to miss several months with a knee injury. So that knocks out a serious tag team that could have had some big things happening with DIY and the Revival. Um, so unless you go back to DIY and the Revival, the tag team scene is kind of burnt right now. It, it's not good when the authors of pain are up there clogging it. And storyline-wise, maybe the Authors of Pain are going to be super cool. And maybe something really neat is going to happen with them. And and you have this big underdog story eventually with them holding the tag team titles and tr- someone trying to take it from them, even if it's the revival. Who knows? But right now, Authors of Pain are clogging up that tag team division. Shinsuke Nakamura and Bobby Roode, uh, I love Shinsuke. Bobby Roode's clogging up that heavyweight division. And Shinsuke hasn't done much. You know, the Samoa Joe matches weren't great. The Sami Zayn match was excellent. But that was a year ago coming home, right? And that, that's been a long time. The Austin Aries match wasn't that good. So you're trying to find the right opponent for Shinsuke too. There's a lot of log jams here in this division. Eric Young and Ty Dillinger does nothing except for the fact that maybe Ty Dillinger wins a takeover match. But that's all that's good for because Eric Young is no good. Eric Young shouldn't be there. I mean, that, that's a guy clogging up spots. And if the eventual move is Eric Young is just there to get the rest of the Sanity guys over, that's fine. If he helps do that, but Alexander Wolf and Big Damo can be on, be, could be doing something else without Eric Young and get over just as much as I think Eric Young would help them. So there's a lot of question marks in this division, and not everything is going to be solved by new guys coming in. Who is up on top right now needs to change, not just who's on TV. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think the stories need to be built a bit better. The feuds need to be built a bit better. Um, yeah, I'll be, I mean, even Joe's not on this card, to my knowledge. As of so, yet, no. I'm trying to find what the missing match is, because I'm pretty sure there's a mass match, and I just can't even, I can't think of what it was from the tapings, and I can't seem to find it, so. Mm. I don't know. Um, before we get to our top 100 match, let's get to one more topic on the uh, on the wheel of topics today. Uh, we got Kyle O'Reilly remaining, race and gender discrimination, Donald Trump, and the drifter, Main eventing WrestleMania will give. The All right, real... I'm intrigued because it's more intellectual. What is the race and gender discrimination one? Uh, well, only if the wheel wheel stops on it. I don't want to jump ahead of the topics uh, that everyone on the fine Twitter machine had given to us. So we'll we'll spin the wheel here. We're we're spinning the wheel. It's spinning. We're gonna find out. I hope it lands on race and gender too, man. I, that's what I want to talk. I want to get into some deep, heavy topics here on Shake Them Ropes. 
and the wheel stopped. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> is where the wheel has stopped. Um, Kyle O'Reilly was advertised in a big uh, Ring of Honor main event match, a main event tag team match for Atlanta coming up, I believe this weekend, maybe in a week or two. Uh, he is off, and he is out of the Ring of Honor roster. Uh, do you think Kyle O'Reilly is coming into NXT finally? I think it's possible, but uh, one possibility I haven't heard is that he's one of these Flow Slam exclusive guys. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly maybe going to the Evolve because this was uh, this was a big thing uh, that Flow Slam might want to uh, with their money going into like Evolve and WWN, uh, WWN that WWN might be signing some more guys to exclusive deals, you know, taken from Ring of Honor, taking the indie guys who weren't quite going to WWE, but might be uh, giving a little bit more money to to go with WWN than the Ring of Honor or others or New Japan. So yeah, that but overall, O'Reilly could be going to WWN. Yeah, but overall, I think he has NXT darling written all over him. Oh yeah, I, I think so too. Um, talk about a, uh, that'll be cool, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong in an NXT ring, uh, you know, at the NXT live events and maybe eventually at a takeover or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, maybe the next guy coming your way. Kyle O'Reilly is a guy who's going to get a new name. He's yeah. not a, he's a, he's not a name keeper guy. <laughs> that, that's how you differentiate now. That's a, what do you think about that? Uh, this will be the one SmackDown thing we get into. What about that John Cena promo before the Baron Corbin match? Hated it. What? Absolutely loathed it. Wait a second. Oh, Hold that's, the phone. That's, yes. How on Just like I hated the American hate Alpha promo. I hated the American Alpha promo. Well, yeah, American Alpha promo wasn't it. They're not good at promos, man. They're just good well, at going just, out there and winning. Here's the one thing I wanted off of either show was, was the American Alpha thing. And I'll get to your John Cena point in a moment because I'll tell you, John Cena is easy to do. American Alpha, I, I'm just upset that they're not booking them as a straight ahead white meat baby face tag team that's, you know, all shucks and maybe even a little bit hokey. They book, they even on Talking Smack, Mojo came off as a better, genuine baby face than American Alpha, who came off kind of dickish, to be honest with you. I thought, I mean, they even had to address it. Well, we're not being cocky. We're being confident. Well, you sound kind of cocky to me. Yeah, there's a fine this, line between cocky and confident, too. And you, yeah. if you have to address it, you've overgone the line. Exactly. Uh, the John Cena promo. Was great. This is the Full John fire. No. Made me hyped up. Oh, I won. The, I, I'm such a big Baron Corbin fan. And I listened to that John Cena promo. And it's like, man, John Cena, just stuff Baron Corbin down. You are the guy. It is your time. Win that World Heavyweight Championship. Bury AJ Styles underneath your your strength and your championship charisma. Just just go get it. And that's the John Cena I don't like. I love serious John Cena. I love angry John Cena. This is put on a <laughs> close to Dusty Rhodes accent, you know, playful energy. Oh, all the fans tonight are saying their peace out here tonight. Oh, wait, you know, that kind of crap. I, I, I don't like that John Cena. I, that's what I felt. It felt like put upon John Cena to me. That felt like song and dance man John Cena to me. It felt like, you know, rapping, you know, thug life John Cena to me. I, I didn't like it that much. I liked the match. I didn't agree with beating Baron Corbin like that necessarily, but I didn't like that promo. I'm sorry. Are you being serious up. or are you being facetious? Oh, oh, no, I was fired up. I love John Cena promos like that where he gets super okay. serious. No, oh, I you love do. that. I thought the John I Cena love... promo was excellent. Well, here's the thing. I didn't buy he was fired up. I felt it was an act. When I feel he's fired up, I like John Cena. I mean, they and are acting, felt... and, and John Cena's a pretty good actor. I mean, you know. Don't you, don't you parse what I just told you to me, son. 
<laughs> what about the, you're you're a uh, you're a touring comedian and improv specialist. What do you think about so Dustin what? Diamond's comedy career? Jeez. Oh, and the reason I bring this <laughs> up is because Dustin Diamond is playing a bar five minutes from my house tomorrow night. Oh, is he? That's a true story. Is he trying to is it just eighteen dollar tickets, son? Is he doing stand up or is he is this one of those like one person show where he tells stories from the set and things well, I, like that? I didn't I don't I didn't I realize he was that. out of jail. I didn't realize he was out Me of too. jail, to be Me honest too. with you. I believe he tries to do stand up. I'm pretty sure he tries. I don't believe it's oh, just great. like story time with Dustin Diamond. I think he tries to do uh stand up. I don't think he's good, but no, I of course I'm not, not. Gonna, not I'm, good. Well look, it's it but but I don't wanna here here's what I don't want to do. I don't wanna knock his trying because I'm not, he's basically using his celebrity to try and restart his showbiz career by doing standup. Standup is not an easy art form. That's, that's, I mean, Dolph Ziggler can, can attest to that. It is not easy to be you on a microphone with nobody else there helping you talking to an audience, usually jokes you've written down in a notebook and you're trying out or, or, you know, and that you're testing. It, it's a hard art form. I, I, but, what do I think of it? Probably the same way John Wayne Bobbitt. It's, it's you know, it's what C-list celebrities do to try and uh, try and get their career restarted. Eighteen dollar tickets. You, you must be drunk. If, who's who's paying? The, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a bunch of drunk people heckling him to do Saved oh, by the Bell. Oh, stuff. it's all they just paying eighteen dollars to go heckle him. It's got to be that way. It's got to be that way. Um, but yeah, I won't be there to find out. Sadly unless I really have a change of heart at the last minute. Dustin Diamond. Yeah, look at him playing <laughs> playing old at Oakhart, Indiana. Um I uh before we uh before we get to the top 100 and we'll get back to the wheel uh shortly after the top 100. Uh I wanted to get this Royal Rumble card and we'll do our free uh our full preview uh the week before the show, but this Royal Rumble card is stacked, man. I mean, it's got Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns. We got AJ and John Cena. We got Charlotte and Bailey. And we got Rich Swan and Neville now for the Cruiserweight Championship. One or two of these undercard matches undoubtedly will end in screw jobs or countouts or something. It's just the way that it is. Not every match is going to be a, a true victory for somebody. Uh, then you have the Royal Rumble itself. And we got some new names. The big one being Undertaker, who no longer works for SmackDown. I mean, hooray that whole you know, SmackDown, you know, Rue Raw speech uh, a couple of months ago, trying to kick that SmackDown team in the gear. He's just going wherever he wants. We finally got some new names on SmackDown. Last week, it was just Baron Corbin. Now we got Dean, Miz, and Dolph headed into the match. Um, but yeah, stacked, loaded card for Royal Rumble. This might be the most excited I've been for a WWE pay-per-view uh, in a long time, maybe even since last year's Rumble. Yeah, there's more intrigue in this rumble. I think I think for me there's more intrigue in this rumble since any since 92 when they had the title on the line and is often considered the most star-powered and and best of the Royal Rumbles. I because usually you have two or three guys who are really in the mix to win it, but you have so many main event matches that you're looking at right now for, for yeah, WrestleMania yeah, yep. that there's like six or seven or even eight guys you can see winning this rumble and thinking of a way around it in order to make it happen. Now we, uh, we talked, or I briefly mentioned the undertaker there undertaker on raw announced that he was going to be in the rumble. Uh, this is what Dave Meltzer has to say in this week's wrestling observer and try to listen very closely. Uh, 
everything you know about WrestleMania's card right now will be the same after you read this and hear it. So I guess maybe you don't have to listen too closely. Uh, But in regards to Undertaker and so forth, this is what Dave Meltzer has to say. Uh, There have been some changes made in the WrestleMania plans, as noted in recent weeks, with a major thing being that the proposed Undertaker versus John Cena match is off the boards. Vince changed his mind on the match, which was to be one of the two biggest uh, matches in 2016, and at one point, one of the top matches for WrestleMania 33. The card will be clearer coming out of the Royal Rumble, no duh. Uh, Undertaker and whoever was to challenge for the Universal title on Raw would have been the Rumble favorites if the idea was to go with the tradition and have the Rumble winner challenge for one of the two major titles at Mania. While connecting dots can come up with a pretty good idea of the show, which of course Dave doesn't go into because everything has to be vague, uh, the key things known is that Undertaker right now is not scheduled to challenge for either title at WrestleMania. He did appear on the 1-9 Raw show after first arriving on SmackDown because when he was on SmackDown, it was to build for him to face Cena. Now he will face someone on the Raw roster. There was a tease of Braun Strowman, but it will not be Strowman as things stand right now. So basically what you get from this is nothing. Mm -hmm. But Undertaker facing a Raw guy is a little bit of a change because I would have thought this was the year for Undertaker Cena. And if that is not going to be the case, it sounds even more likely, right, that John Cena is probably winning the title at Royal Rumble. And maybe he faces AJ again. Maybe it's a rematch. Um, but John Cena is going to be in the title match on the SmackDown side. He has to be, right? Yes, I think so. I think I, th- I think his coronation to tie Flair's record is at WrestleMania. So yeah, I think he's in there. Now maybe there's a better chance now that John Cena AJ at Royal Rumble could end in some type of schmas. That could be the match that ends kind of goofily, and you have John Cena AJ in the rematch at WrestleMania instead of. Uh, you know, changing the title here. Maybe John Cena goes into WrestleMania needing that last uh, victory to tie Ric Flair's record. Uh, you never know. But to your point earlier, the Royal Rumble is super intriguing because you don't know who's going to win and there are a ton of big names. Like, how does Brock Lesnar get eliminated? How does Goldberg get eliminated? How is right. The Undertaker possibly going to get eliminated? Will John Cena end up in the Royal Rumble match if he fails to win against AJ Styles? Could AJ Styles wind up in the Royal Rumble match if he loses the championship? And what the hell is going to go on with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho? Because Roman Reigns winning the title at Royal Rumble is almost like, if I had to put money on one match, I'd put it on the Roman Reigns-Kevin Owens match with Roman Reigns winning. I agree. This is this is some rumble card, but if if John, if Undertaker John Cena is not happening, then that just throws more questions into it. I, you know, Dave doesn't answer anything here; he just kind of you know states the obvious about what's going on. But that's fine. You never know what's going on until the time comes to put pen to paper and cement oh, some on. of these let me, matches. Let, let's do some reckless speculation here, then. Reckless speculation. speculation. <laughs> if if Undertaker is to face a raw guy and it's not Braun Strowman. Who the hell could it be? Exactly. Could it be uh, not Kevin Owens? No, because he's going to be with Jericho, I think. And it's probably not going to be Reigns because he'd probably be stuck with uh, Braun. And then you have... Rollins and Triple H. Can I uh, wildly and recklessly speculate while also trying to not speculate recklessly? Like, I don't think Undertaker just making the announcement on Raw necessarily means he's going to face a Raw guy. I just think it means that they booked him for the Raw show and he didn't want to work the Tuesday that show. Oh, I think he was on the show only to try and counteract the ratings hit they were going to take from the national title game. I I have no 
I have no thinking that he it had anything to do with being a raw guy other than the fact that they did the little cut in of Braun watching the Undertaker on the TV. That's just, the only inkling, and I just thought like that it might be Braun. It, it yeah. definitely screams like it would be Braun if it's not going to be anyone else. And man, that's a that's one of those Undertaker matches that popped up before he had the string with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I mean, this guy was wrestling Batista before Batista was that great. He was wrestling Mark Henry. He was wrestling Kane. Uh, this is what Undertaker usually did, was wrestle the Braun Strowmans of the world. So I could easily see Braun Strowman happening. But if he is indeed wrestling Braun Strowman, this told me that Undertaker's probably coming back for the WrestleMania next year too. Like If he's, if he's going to wrestle Braun Strowman on this show, this ain't like the, oh, maybe this is Braun, or this is maybe Undertaker's last WrestleMania. There's no way if he's wrestling Braun, he thinks it's his last WrestleMania. But I don't know who else on Raw you would give him to. Unless he wins the Rumble and takes out Kevin Owens. I know. Or Roman. You could do Undertaker Roman, I guess. Oh, I, I mean, oh, you could give him Kane. You can't. <laughs> is Kane on SmackDown? I think Kane is whatever the hell. I think he's on SmackDown. I think you're right. Because I, I seem to remember <laughs> him beating up Kurt Hawkins a couple of times. And then who knows what the hell Kurt Hawkins is doing anymore. I don't know. I don't know, but that's uh, that's your WrestleMania update uh, for the card to WrestleMania. I just I'm super hyped about this Royal Rumble show. Like, I'm excited I'm really about the excited Rumble. About I it. really am. Yeah, this is this is huge. Now it, it sounds like tickets aren't selling super well uh, for the Royal Rumble this year in San Antonio. Um, the Alamo Dome. I I, I think they're going to have a, a struggle to fit the tickets there. Like there's a bunch of you can go on to StubHub and get tickets for under face value right now. And that's kind of abnormal the last couple of years with a uh, with a Royal Rumble show. So the interest, I don't know if the interest is down. How many? How many no, seats? it's the no, it's the venues too big. Yeah, the ven- they, they, they've outkicked their coverage on this because San Antonio, other than the the Alamo, oh, 40,000, Jesus, doesn't have anything. It has nothing to be a travel destination for a number of days. So 40,000 people with a ring yeah. in there, maybe 35 yeah. with the stage and everything like that. But that's crazy. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And that's a lot to expect at the end of January. Whereas people have already just taken off work probably for the holidays. Yeah. Our, uh, our top 100 match this week is macho King, Randy Savage versus ultimate warrior from WrestleMania seven. This was the retirement match. Uh, Randy Savage or Ultimate Warrior would be forced to retire. Uh, this match took place at WrestleMania 7. The very first thing you see uh, before both men make their entrance, Jeff, is Elizabeth being shown at ringside. Elizabeth making her return, looking super nervous. Bobby Heenan just happened to see her. The crowd goes wild. And you have 20 minutes of wrestling with Macho King Randy Savage bumping his ass off. Sensational Sherry, who was accompanying Randy Savage to the ring, was interrupting things with Ultimate Warrior to provide the every five-minute breather, basically, uh, for Ultimate Warrior in this match. Uh, but Randy Savage bumping his ass off reminded me a lot of Dolph Ziggler in this match, which is wrong on so many levels to think, I think. But that's what he reminded me of. Uh, what do you think about this WrestleMania 7 clash, which was on the middle of the card, went 20 minutes uh, between Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior? Also of note, it is for the Intercontinental title. Um, ah, yes, in, yes. In, in the run-up for this match, they they show how we all came to here, and it features one of my favorite beatdowns ever in that 
Randy Savage is hiding in the shadows. It is, it is but not for the Intercontinental Championship. That match is Intercon- on the show. It was no, Big I thought it was Intercontinental. I thought, I thought when it goes with the Intercontinental title, no, loser no, no, leaves. No, no, no. no. Okay. It's just loser. Okay, my fault. Okay. Well, anyways, it, it features one of my favorite beatdowns ever in that Randy Savage is literally hiding in the shadows and comes out and jumps Ultimate Warrior from behind. I thought that was fantastic staging. Whoever did that. Um, This match... Number one, the MVP of this match is Sherry Martell. She is great in this. Doing the interruptions, getting the pacing for this match, taking bumps like a champ. One thing you can never say about Sherry Martell is that she wasn't game. And, you know, they uglied her up enough because she wasn't a bad-looking woman, especially in the AWA. But when she came here, they, they made her look, you know, witchy. And, and, they, and in this, she's just... <laughs> she's almost a third person in this match. That that's how much she interferes in it. it oh, it's almost yeah, it's she's all over the it, It's mind boggling. Yeah, it's mind boggling. She's all and you know me, Jeff. I don't like the face paint. So obviously, when sensational uh, Sherry comes out with the face paint, like that's a huge negative on me. Like I I will boo you with face paint. <laughs> I will boo everyone. Uh, my general note from this match, watching it, I enjoyed the match much more than I thought I would on a rewatch. When, when you tell me I'm going to be watching an Ultimate Warrior match, I'm like, eh, whatever. Especially a 20-minute one? This, it's a 20-minute match in slow motion. It's in slow motion. And yeah, Randy bumps his ass off, but they aren't doing that much. There's a lot of stalling in the match, but it tells a compelling story. And Gorilla and Bobby Heenan do a great job of saying, well, the reason it's going so slow, the reason Ultimate Warrior didn't run down to the ring is because of the seriousness of this, because the careers are on the line. Um, the one spot for me that fascinated me to no end was the, uh, the five elbow spots on the Ultimate Warrior, because I am almost positive. That's a rib on Hogan. It's a rib on Hogan to make Ultimate Warrior seem better than Hulk Hogan, who kicked out of four elbows in that match at WrestleMania, as you'll recall, uh, when they did the big breakup of the Mega Powers. Um, you know, and and for to me, the one thing that just I I don't know about you, but when I saw the end of this match, how it ended, where he just gets him in the ring, rolls him, puts his foot on him, and counts for three. That was almost like Brock when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker. I just kind of had to look up and went, wait, what? That's the end? What happened? That's it? At the end of the match, how, how they got the pinfall was that uh, Ultimate Warrior gives a shoulder block to, to Randy Savage. Randy Savage gets bumped out of the ring. He crawls up to the apron. Ultimate Warrior pulls him by the hair into the ring, rolls him over, puts his foot on him, counts. One, two, three. And that's how the match ends like a fart in church and and then and then sherry martell puts the boots to savage uh elizabeth climbs out from her seat the best spot in the whole show let me tell you something for all the stupid random crowd shots they get whoever produced this showing all these women crying at randy savage and elizabeth being reunited fantastic job just fantastic because it got me a little bit weepy too i was like oh this is so beautiful and then i realized i'm an idiot Uh, but uh yeah and then randy savage uh kind of got uh pastured into color commentating and uh hosting primetime wrestling a bit 
Yeah, it wasn't all bad. I mean, later that year, he would have the uh, the SummerSlam wedding with Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, a year later, he was the world champion of Earth. So retirement wasn't so bad for Randy yeah, Savage. Under- Undertaker lasted a few more months, and or not Undertaker, but Ultimate Warrior lasted no. a couple more months and got fired. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's uh. So here we are at number six on our top 100 countdown, about ready to head in the top five. And you're thinking to yourself, maybe that oh, Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior was Randy Savage's best match on the top 100 countdown. I mean, what? We only have five more to go. No, WrestleMania three, Randy versus Ricky Steamboat is still to come on this list. So yeah, Randy Savage had two of the top six matches on the top 100 matches to see on WWE Network before you die. Uh, next week is Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, match number five on the top 100 countdown. WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. Eddie versus Rey Havoc 1997. Uh, before we get to the final spin of the Wheel of Topics, I wanted to make an announcement, an announcement that I uh, is not a big announcement by any means. But Jeff, I think what we're going to do this weekend, or what I'm going to do at least, you don't have to do it. You may be, You may have plans, whatever the case may be. Uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, I think what's going to happen is I'm going to watch a Royal Rumble. I I asked people on Twitter earlier last week, like, what Royal Rumble match should I watch? And I'm going to watch one. I think it's going to end up being the 2001 Royal Rumble match. I'm going to watch the 2001 Royal Rumble match, and I'm going to live tweet it at Shake Them Rope. So you can follow along with the 2001 Royal Rumble if you want to. Sunday night, probably around 10-ish, uh, 10 p.m., most likely, 9 or 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so Why 2001? The, huh? That Why was just, It was one that was uh, suggested by multiple people. So I'm just going to listen to okay. people. I believe that's also the one with Drew Carey, if I'm mistaken. <laughs> that might be the one. Maybe that's 2002. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, if it's the Drew Carey one, that also means it's the Haku one. This could also just be the one where uh, Kurt Hennig comes back as Mr. Perfect. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't researched it. No, that's 2004. That's 2004? Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I know... uh, Is it 2004? Yeah. Anyway, it was suggested by multiple people. I'm going to listen to the people, and I'm going to watch the 2001 Royal Rumble, and I will tweet the time. So follow the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes. Watch it with me. We can talk about it as we watch it, and I will live tweet Royal Rumble 2001 coming up on Sunday night. So follow along with that. Um, and I want to thank our sponsor, Mac Weldon. Again, MacWeldon.com slash, uh, slash nothing. Just go to MacWeldon.com and shop. Use your promo code STR. You save 20% off your first order. Try it out. Uh, thank them for sponsoring us. How did you like your Blue Apron food, Jeff? Oh, I loved it. I thought we were going to do an ad for it, possibly. That's I was asking you on the chat here. But yeah, we uh, got we got Blue Apron uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. But I know you got to try it out. I hope uh, anyone who ordered from uh, from last week has enjoyed your food. Go to blueapron.com/shake and you get three meals free. Three meals on us, so you can eat for you know a couple of days for free just by going to blueapron.com/shake. Yeah. Try out the meals. Uh, the so flagship. Can- the flagship did an ad ad this week, but uh, no, one of the best things I ever ate. Uh, what's in this blue apron uh, gimmick. I, I absolutely adored this dish yes. that they sent me. So, so yes, go, go check go it out. Like, it's it's really good food and you can feel like, you know, accomplished by making your own food and, you know, one less day of fast food, never hurt anyone. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's good. I need to eat less fast food. I need to get on this blue apron myself again. So uh, thank Blue Apron and Mac Weldon for being sponsors on Shake Them Ropes. 
Uh, let's spin the wheel. One last topic here on Shake Them Ropes, episode 191. We're spinning the wheel. Spinning the wheel, we got race and gender discrimination still. We got Donald Trump's America, and we got the Drifter main eventing WrestleMania. Jeff, the wheel is slowing down. Let me know what it comes up on. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 